Jubilee Church Derby, a church family looking to make a difference across the city of Derby and beyond. This is a message from one of our Sunday celebrations, and you can find out more about Jubilee by visiting our website at www.jubilee.org.uk. Good morning, church. It is a pleasure to speak to you this morning, and I am feeling it this morning, church. I'm feeling it. I'm feeling tired. I'm also feeling Christmassy, as you can tell from my jumper. There you go. It was literally for that link is why I'm wearing this jumper. I'm going to be hot all the time, but it was worth it, wasn't it? So, you know, since last Sunday up till now, in my mind, Christmas has really stepped up. As we enter December, Christmas just like, you know, goes up a gear, doesn't it? The trees are up, the decorations are up, here we go, we're on board to Christmas, yeah? I love Christmas, always have, hope I always will. I love the tree being lit in the house, I love the decorations being up, Rihanna does a great job of that. I love all the other houses being lit up in the street, you know, as you're driving around, seeing all those houses. There's some great houses that have been lit up in Derby, I've really noticed that this year. I love the food at Christmas. I love the fact that everyone's bringing chocolate into the office. I'm starting to look like Santa more and more each year. Goodness sake. I also love the silliness of Christmas. Everyone seems a bit more cheeky around Christmas. Do you know what I mean? We're doing notices with singing in it. Everyone's got a bit more banter. Everyone's got a bit more cheek about it. I like it. I'm all for that. I love it. But church, I wonder if you're feeling the same way. But I've just got a lot to get done this month. You know, we do. It seems the most joyful, most wonderful time of year is just full of lists. It's full of meetings. It's full of decisions we've got to make. We might have exams coming up. We've got stuff going on in our heads that we've got to get done. I haven't even talked about Christmas yet. We've got to make sure the house is right. Maybe you need to sort out travel arrangements if you're going somewhere. You know, we've got to worry about hosting people, getting the food right. The turkey's got to go in the oven five hours from now. It's 6 a.m., Rianne. It's okay, it doesn't matter. So you mean? Things like that. You know, you've got presents to sort. It just never ends. So we can enter the most wonderful time of year feeling stressed, feeling tired, feeling anxious, feeling drained. Just want it to be over. Do you know what I mean? That's not what God is intending for us. God does not want us to enter this festive season feeling stressed and drained. You know, we're coming to the end of 2019 now, and I don't know how your year has gone. You know, I know how some of your years have gone, and some of them have been great. Some of them have been great. Some of them have not been so great. You know, we've all had days, we've all had months, maybe even years, where nothing seems to go right. Nothing seems (coughs) to go right. You know, and those are the times where we need the peace of God in our lives. We've all had days, we've all had months when nothing seems to go right. Those are the times, those are the moments where we need the peace of God in our lives. You know, Advent means the lead up to the arrival of Christ. And as we celebrate Advent, the coming of Christ, one of the things we can celebrate is the fact that Jesus comes to bring us peace. So this morning, I'm going to be talking about, you guessed it, peace. So let's open your Bibles. Oh no, sorry. I'm going to be talking about two things. Yeah, oh, still open your Bibles. You're still allowed to open your Bibles. I'm going to be talking about two things, peace with God and the peace of God. Okay. 
So let's open your Bibles to Isaiah 9, 6 till 7. Okay. It's also on the screen. Very well prepared. You know what? Let's do this. Well done. Let's do this. Let's all, this, is a, this is a classic Christmas verse, isn't it? Let's all read it out together. Here we go. We're going to read it out together in three, two, one. For to us a child is born. To us a son is given. And the government will be on his shoulders. And he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the greatness of his government and peace, there will be no end. Okay. So the prophet Isaiah is declaring that one day there will be a child, a son, who is going to be mighty God, everlasting father, prince of peace. So when Isaiah prophesied this, the nation of Israel at this time were in, living in confusing times. They were living in dark times, time of dismay. A lot of them had turned their back onto God, back up from God. They needed a light at this time. They needed peace to come. 700 years later, and this word is fulfilled. This prince of peace, this gift of peace is born in the form of a baby. But in reality, when this baby has come, this scene does not look very peaceful at all in my mind. Imagine Mary and Joseph at this time, a census was being called. That means that this couple had to go back to the hometown of Bethlehem many, many miles away. Just imagine if you were Mary and Joseph, right? You had to walk 90 miles. To walk 90 miles. If, if you're in a couple here, just imagine you and your partner walking 90 miles together. How many arguments are you going to have in that bit walk? Yeah? So to put it into context, you know, it's like from Derby to Liverpool. Or if you're from the South, big up the South. Derby to Oxford. They're hot, they're tired, they're worn out. The donkey is not comfortable, no doubt. She's pregnant as well. She's legit pregnant. Do you know what I mean? No, they can't find any room to sleep. They have to sleep in a stable. She's going through labor. This does not seem peaceful whatsoever. But in this moment comes Jesus Christ, the gift of peace. Why is he the gift of peace? Why are we celebrating this? Because this is the start of a journey where 33 years later, this baby that was born dies for us. Dies in order to bridge the gap between us and God. Dies in order to give us peace with God. And we remember his arrival. Okay, let's see how the angels proclaimed it. We don't have to read this out. Oh, okay. We don't have to read this out um, altogether. But Luke 2, verses 8 to 14 and there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch, over the, of, sorry, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. Suddenly, a great company of the heavenly hosts appeared with the angel, 
praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven, and on earth peace to those on whom his favor rests. So Isaiah announcing peace. The angels proclaim, peace is here. And Jesus later says, I am going to give you the gift of peace. So what is this peace that's being referred to here? Is it no war? Is it no conflict? No problems? The Bible has 790 verses on peace. I've not read all of that. But the types of peace that Jesus gives to us is eternal peace. So that's peace with God that lasts forever. And internal peace, the peace of God within ourselves that guides us in this life. So that's peace with God and the peace of God. So we're going to talk about those two. So let's start with peace with God. So Romans 5, verse 1. Therefore, since we have been justified through faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ through whom we have gained access by faith into this grace in which we know stand. As people, we were in conflict with God. We were against God, going our own way in this world, until God sent his son, Jesus Christ, for us, in order that we can have peace with God. It's a unity. It's a harmony. It's togetherness. And because of God's Son, Jesus Christ, dying for us, it becomes an eternal peace, a lasting peace, a life-changing peace that has been established and is done. You know, that's a great place to be. We don't want to be in conflict with God. He's bigger than us. Do you know what I mean? It's a peace that we can rely on as well during everyday life. You know, when we go our own way, when we get disconnected with God, God wants us to be reconnected back to him because he loves us and because we have peace with him. So a real-life example of this, because, you know, you've got to get some of the men if you're preaching, do you know what I mean? So is between me and my dad, right? So I've worked with my dad for about six years now. And during those six years, I know that's a long time, during those six years, we've had some ups and downs. We have. And when you're working with your dad, you know, things get a bit more emotional maybe, than sort of a normal, <laughs> professional relationship with your boss. And that's fine. That's good. And it works for us. It works really well for us. But an example I've had recently is when I, would you believe it, I got something wrong. I mocked up. I mocked up at work. No, exactly. Shocker. And dad pointed this out to me. And I reverted back to this grumpy teenager, Sandy, like, it's not my fault, dad. I didn't do did it. But me, it's not my fault. It's your fault. Why, why, do I, why, you know, why do we do that? Why do I turn myself into that? And this carried on, excuses after excuses. We're just fighting. Because we, and you know, because we've got that understanding with each other, that established relationship with one another, you know, I know that we're not going to be angry with each other for very long. Why? Because we love each other. We have peace with one another. We've built that peace with one another over many years. He loves me. So we hug and make up and carry on. And God wants the same for you. He wants you to know that you have peace with him today. Because God wants us to mind, sorry, God wants to remind you today that he loves you and wants you to come back to him. And even right now, you can have peace with God. 
let's just spend a moment reflecting before we move on. How is your relationship with God doing at this time? Do you feel you're at peace with God? Do you? Where do you feel like you're at? Because guess what? God wants you to come back to him. God loves you. God has sent his son to be born so that he can die, so that we can bridge the gap between us and God. Where's your relationship with God at? Okay. Second type of peace that Jesus' birth brings is internal peace. Peace within yourself. The peace of God. What is that? Now, what is the peace of God? Is it just a nice feeling? Just a positive mindset? Just thinking good thoughts? What is that? Well, before I talk about that, I just want to say that it's so much easier to have the peace of God when you have peace with God that we just talked about. It's like, you know, and this situation hasn't happened this Christmas, but maybe it has in previous Christmas. When you're receiving or maybe giving a present to someone who maybe you're feeling a bit disconnected with. Maybe you've lost a game of articulate or something like that. With You're just annoyed with, like, I don't want to talk to this person anymore this year. And how can you fully enjoy that gift when you're not at peace or you're not at unity with them? Do you see what I mean? So get peace with God before you can have the peace of God. Okay, because we know when we're at peace with God, it's easier for us to receive the peace of God. A lot of peace here. I don't know, I've said the word peace a lot. That's okay. Bear with us. Come on. The peace of God is a supernatural gift for ourselves internally, which means in any situation, we do not need to be worried or be afraid. What? In any situation, we do not have to be worried or be afraid. I'm sorry, but that seems really difficult. I've got lots to worry about. I'm anxious about a lot. And this is not me defining what peace of God is. This is Jesus saying it. In John 14, 27, peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. You know, that seems like a real difficult command there from Jesus. Nay, an impossible, impossible command. When we read the Bible, you know, we see that there's a peace for any of our problems. You know, I saw this next bit from a Rick, a Rick Warren preach. You know, if you're worried, there's a confident peace. Yeah? Isaiah says, the fruit of that righteousness will be peace. Its effect will be quietness and confidence forever. If you're afraid, there's a fear-conquering peace. A lot of Isaiah today. Isaiah 43. It's Christmas time. Isaiah's everywhere. Do not fear. For I have redeemed you. I have summoned you by name. You are mine. Do not fear. What's the next thing, James? Ashamed. If you're feeling ashamed, there's a forgiving peace. Romans 10. Anyone who believes in him will never be put to shame. If you're broken, there's a comforting peace. Isaiah again. He was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. The punishment that brought us peace was on him, and by his wounds we are healed. Have you felt worried? Have you felt anxious? Have you felt ashamed? Have you felt broken? There's a peace there for you, for those moments. And that's good for us to hear, and we may know that in our head, but actually, 
In reality, it's pretty difficult. You know, this year, you know, as we enter Christmas, you may have problems coming up. You may be entering situations when you know, I want to struggle with this. I'm feeling anxious about this. You know, this year, you may have had some real difficult times with intense stress or real low moments. You know, we had an example this week of we got a friend who sent us a text, and they just found out that his wife has breast cancer. She's 32 years old. She's got two little girls. How can they not be afraid during that time? How can they not worry during that time? And you know what they ask for? They, they ask for prayer. Prayer for peace. That doesn't make sense in any eyes of others. But actually, we believe that God's going to give them that peace. We believe that God's going to give them that comfort. And that situation might not go. We don't know how that situation is going to end up. But we know that God's going to give them peace. We believe that. You know, how can we have that peace of God? How can we keep that going? Well, I've got three steps, three ways that we can have the peace of God or keep that going. The first step to experience the, peace of, the gift of peace in our lives is to realize that, firstly, we need God. We need God. To realize that on our own strength, we can't do this. To have a moment of realization that on our own, by ourselves, without God, it's not easy. Some of us need to hear that this morning. I'm certainly one of them. You know, I personally have this big tendency to do things on my own strength. Why? Because I feel like I'm confident. I can do this. No, you can't. <laughs> do you know what I mean? <sighs> but recently, you know, I've had moments when I've realized I just need some help. I can't do this by myself. You know, recently I've been struggling with some panic and some stress and some worry, which is just unlike what's happened in my life before. You know, an example of this and it's a silly example. I got home late from work, and you know, work was very pressurized. And we had a carol practice coming. It was a couple of weeks ago. Carol practice. And I realized I've got to set the drums up for band. I've got to cook. I've got to tidy the house. I've got to sort this out. And I sat there. And normally I thought, oh, yeah, I've got this. I sat there and I was like, I don't know if I can do this right now. Very, very strange feeling for me. I don't know if I've got this. You know, and you know, praise the Lord, Rianne comes through the door. You know, she's home, she cheers me up, you know, listen to the songs and, you know, feel uplifted and we, you know, we do this together. We just need to realize that with God, we can do so much better. With God, we've got this. On our own, it's hard. But the amazing news is that when we are in that place of brokenness, when we are in that place where we need God, what happens? God shows up. He's there. He shows up. He does. We see that in the Bible. Jesus shows up to people who aren't perfect, who are in need, who need God, who haven't got things figured out. He shows up to a humble couple, Mary and Joseph. He shows up, he shows up to shepherds. He shows up to countless of countless examples in the Bible, people who need God. Guess what happens? He's there. So firstly, to have that peace of God, to have that feeling of, you know what, I've got this, you know, I'm not going to be worried. We've got to realize that on our own, it's difficult. We need God. Secondly, how do we have the peace of God? How do we stop being worried or afraid? Secondly, we ask God for it. Simple. We ask God for it. Philippians 4, 4 to 7 says, Rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again, rejoice. Let your gentleness be evident to all. 
The Lord is near. Do not be anxious about everything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. You know, Paul, the writer of Philippians here, is saying that in every situation that we encounter, we can present our request to God. And then the peace of God will guard our hearts and be with us. Now, I know in my own experience, if I start the day off with rejoicing, with praising, with thanksgiving, and then asking God for help, there's an inner comfort in me, there's an inner peace in me when I encounter difficult situations throughout the day. How do I know this? <laughs> because I know how I react to things when I haven't asked <laughs> God's help this morning. I know. You know, I bet if we just pass the mic along here, we'd have many examples of people entering into a difficult situation, a difficult problem, praying about it, and then they're working out for their good. It might not be the way it intended to go. The problem of the situation might not have gone, but looking back, there will be a peace with that situation. Now, what I find interesting here is that Paul is saying, in every situation, every situation, bring your request to God. Church, are there situations that you're currently in that you think, you know, that's too small for God? Are there? Are there moments where you think, you know what, God, God doesn't need to hear about this. God cares about every situation you're in. You know, I was thinking about it, and you know, I'd like to pray later for us to receive God's peace. You know, if there are people out here who you know, need the peace of God, who want the peace of their God in, in their lives, you know, and, and are with specific situations, you know, we're going to pray for that this morning. You know, what situation are you in the midst of? Let's pray about it. We're here, church community, together. Pray for the peace of God in your lives. Thirdly, another step to help us have the peace of God is obey his commands. Um, Philippians 4, 8 to 10 says, Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. Whatever you have learned or received or heard from me or seen in me, put into practice, and the God of peace will be with you. Now, Paul is saying there, you know what's right, you know what's humble, you know what's noble, you know what's pure. Think those thoughts. Think those things. Do those things. Do what is right. Church, what things in your life do you think you have to put right? Are there things right now that you know what you're doing isn't exactly correct? It's not really, it's not really the right way to go. Are you listening to God? Are you hearing God's voice? And if you are, are you putting that into action? I find that Christmas is a time of reflection, you know, and we can put things right, right now, before we, before we finish the year, that we've done wrong. Are we learning and hearing from God? Are you doing something about it? So those are three ways in the Bible, which we've seen, which shows how we can have the peace of God, which help us to be guided by the peace of God, to stop us from worrying, to stop us from anxious, stop us from being afraid. That's hard. That's difficult. You know, we need to realize that we need God. We need to ask for the peace of God. And we need to do what is right. 
We want to be a people, church, we want to be a people who in this stressful world, this stressful time of year, are full of the peace of God. So let's remember, this Christmas, God sends us his son to be the gift of peace, our prince of peace. Because this son was born, it allows us to have peace with God. We can have unity with God. We can have harmony with God, and we can rely on that. And because we can rely and we know that we have peace with God, it means that we can have the peace of God, his strength, his help, his guidance, his spirit. So let that guide you as you approach the end of the year, as you, as you approach this busy period. You've got his peace. You've got this because we've got God. Now, before we ask for God's peace about specific situations that you might be encountering, and Graham and Adam would like your help for that, let's just talk about having peace for, for others. Having peace for others. You know, once we know that we have peace with God and also our internal peace of God, let's not keep that a secret. Let's not keep that a secret. This Christmas, when you're with your family, your friends, in your office or at school, show others peace. It's no good us being all full of peace and joy and not showing that to others. So when you're finding people difficult this Christmas, and you probably will at some point find someone difficult this Christmas, <laughs> ask the Holy Spirit to give you peace for that situation. So make it easier to not get snappy, to not put people down, but to encourage one another, to lift one another up. Because when we've got God's peace within us, and we do, we do, church, let's share it with others. We've got an election coming up this week, and I've been finding this one particularly difficult. Because all you see is others with different opinions just tearing each other down. And that's spreading across society. That is. That's spreading across society in this country. That's not what we're called to be. We're called to be a people of peace. So let it start with us right here in this church. Because of God's peace to us, let us be peaceful to one another. We have an opportunity this week to invite others to hear about the story of Jesus being born. And we have the tendency sometimes to enjoy that little secret story that we might you know, know and enjoy. Don't let that be the case. As Paul encouraged, don't let that be the case. Invite others to hear the story of Jesus Christ being born. Because this world is crying out in need of a God who brings peace. Remember, this Christmas, in this busy, stressful season, because it is busy, it is stressful, it was born for us to give us peace so that we can have everlasting, sustained peace with God so that the peace of God can be with us. That stops worry. That stops being scared. That gives us confidence. And once we receive that, once we know that, we can show others peace. Right. I want to pray. Um, and then let's just invite people if they need specific situ purpose, specific situations. We'll go for it. So, Father God, I thank you, Lord, for, your, for you sending your son to be born for us. I thank you, Lord, that you're God who loves us. And Jesus, you are the gift of peace. Thank you, Lord, that you sent your son so that we can have peace with God.
can have everlasting peace with the Father in order that we can have a relationship with you. Father, and I pray that this year, this Christmas, we can have the peace of God. We can know that we don't need to be worried. We don't need to be afraid. We don't need, we don't need to be stressed because you give us your peace. You give us your comfort. And I pray, Lord, that this year we'll, we'll remember that, actually, Lord, we need you. You make things easier for us. You make things more comforting for us, Lord. We can't do this on our own. Lord, I pray that you give us situations where we ask for your peace. And I pray, Lord, you give that, make that our mindset. We ask for your peace. And Lord, I pray that we do what is right this year. I pray, Lord, that we'll have opportunities this week to invite others to next Sunday's carol service. And Lord, help us to spread peace. And it starts with you in this world. Amen. Sunday.